Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, Johnny Loney. And in this episode, I'm not sure which guests are going to come on, because uh, I've had them way too many crumpets, but uh, some will come eventually. If not, we'll just keep, keep going with the show. As for our guest, he's from Brazil, currently living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He coaches online courses to creators to make six figures. Incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Marcio Santos. Hey, 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 Peter, thank you so much for that energetic introduction, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm, I'm imagining what Manchester is looking like today. Oh, it's, uh, it's actually really sunny today, which is uh, quite rare, given it's always raining every single day. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. So, yeah. So, how's life? Life is great right now. I'm so blessed, so thankful. Peter, I'm here with, uh, as you said, I'm in Toronto with my, my beautiful wife. I have two kids. Uh, work is great. I work with awesome people that help the world uh, get better. And so, yeah, the weather's changing. Now we're, we're shifting into spring, and Toronto's looking beautiful. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you been up to much recently? Uh, yeah, I've been up to a lot. We've been coaching a lot of different course creators from people that help with uh, your health to your wealth and relationships from you know different countries and and different sizes so it's it's been super fun great and what specifically do you coach your clients so the 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 ultimate transformation that we want to get our clients to is to build a six-figure business and the way we found that works really, really well is to help them do three things. It's one is to create a compelling offer. Two, it's to build a funnel. And then three, it's simply to get traffic to that funnel. So we coach them through the process of doing those three phases. And uh, it's, it's been working great so far. Okay, nice. And uh, how long have you been doing this for? Not too long. I've been doing this for... I'd say the coaching side for about a year and a half now. And okay. it did, yeah, so not too long, but I've sort of borrowed and taken all of the skills that I've learned from digital working in digital marketing over the past seven years. And, you know, from SEO, web analytics, uh, content marketing, email marketing, all these different courses and jobs that I've had working from, you know, with startups and working with uh, franchises and big businesses. I've taken all those skills that I've learned in and borrowed them and ported them over for, for course creators. Okay, great. And what do you like about doing these courses for people? So I don't really create the courses, but I help them to refine the course that they have and, and okay. market them. What, yeah, what I really like is on a, on a larger scale, I, I, I believe that course creators have a really important role in the job market because Everybody, especially if you're in a very competitive market, say marketing or, or sales or whatever it is, you have to always update yourself. And doing that through a university or through a traditional uh, educational route is, is, not, is not really a good choice because usually it's too expensive and the, the knowledge isn't updated quickly enough. So course graders, they're more agile, they're more nimble, and they're usually closer to the edge. They're, they're closer to the ground and they're doing things in a faster way and they have more up-to-date knowledge. And so I really enjoy seeing course creators bring that knowledge to help other people. 
that's that's really at in the end that's really what i love to do okay nice and uh is there anything that you want to add into the courses currently doing right now could you could you maybe rephrase that what do you mean the the courses that like our program yeah in terms of your program is that is there any specific elements that you may want to add in alongside what you're teaching right now yes actually there is something that i was sketching over the weekend which is just an element of fun um i've built this to be very straightforward and very practical but you know as i was teaching this was two weeks ago i was in a class i was, I was coaching there's about six people in the class and at some point i felt like man i wonder if this is boring to people and so over the weekend i started sketching the like a different roadmap and and sort of some different experiences or doing the same thing but trying to do it in a way that's more fun um for for people so just trying to loop in a little bit more fun that's that's something that's on my mind okay that's great mm -hmm. and what, what what have been the high and low points of coaching hmm i think the the high points have been getting my customer success we had this really awesome experience working with rad reads the founder there is k he uh it's always it's, it's always been a pleasure to work with him we helped him i think on four different course launches when we started working with him he was doing about five figure launches which is already a great measure you know by by uh by many but we were able to help him scale to six figures and beyond and that was a great pleasure uh, to see him uh, see his business transform like that uh, to work with him he's such a great guy I would say that was definitely a high point and being able to replicate our work with other clients has also been fun. A low point, what has been a low point? Um, maybe, maybe not moving fast enough, you know, maybe not being aggressive enough or rather maybe not taking enough risks. Uh, how about that? I'd say not taking enough risks. And that's something that I, that I think is also part of why I want to make things a little bit more fun. Uh, I want to kind of help the brand stand out a little bit more because right now when I look at it, I feel like ah, it's just, this is a little bit too markety if you, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. And so, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So what, what was life for you growing up? Growing up, uh, life was, life was full of changes. Uh, my mom, she worked for Brazilian foreign affairs. And so from a very young age, since I was born pretty much. We were moving around so uh it, it, on one side it, it was good because you're meeting new people and you're you're stretching yourself to learn new languages and new cultures and things like that but on the other side it was pretty tough um you know you feel lonely you feel um like you don't belong and you you have to always kind of stay on your toes and uh today i kind of look back to that and one thing that i that I really identify with course creators is this need to adapt and how course creators are so great at helping people adapt, you know? So it's almost like my, my, my childhood was awesome, fantastic and great, but it was, it had that particular challenge of, I had to be this type of person that would always adapt. And so that's kind of like why I love course creators is that they help other people adapt. So, uh, yeah. Right. And what do you mean by moving about? Is it other countries 
Totay? Yeah, yeah, I've moved to different countries. I lived in Brazil, I uh, lived in um, in the US, I lived in Canada, I lived in, in Vienna, in Austria. And uh, yeah, going through those changes was, was tough. The, the older you get, the tougher it is. When you're little, you, you kind of, you're, you're able to move around pretty easily and make new friends and all this stuff. But I'd say once you hit maybe 18, moving around after that gets tougher and tougher. And so I did about three different moves after I was 18, and, and those were more challenging. Okay. So is there, is there any other countries that you haven't been to yet, but you like really want to go to? Yeah, uh, I, I really want to visit. Actually, now that you said you're in Manchester, I'd love to visit Manchester, actually. I'm curious to see what England is like. Uh, Ireland, I'd like to go to Ireland and and see some of the the old uh, ruins that they have there. Um, I'd like to visit Japan for sure. Australia, I guess all these places that are so far away from where I am, I've, I've never been, uh, are, are naturally most um, most attractive to me. Hmm. Cool. So if your life was like a meal, what would it look like? Do you mean my entire life or what my life is like now? Anything. Your whole life in general or whatever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I would say my life is like, I'd say my life is, is, is like a, a, a buffet, man. I mean, there's so, there's so much wealth in my life, you know, like from my, my family. My, my, we have a new baby. He's six months old and he's just so chubby and nice and uh, every time he smiles, you just look at him and just, man, it's just so beautiful, you know, and my son, my other son, he's six. I took him to, signed him up to jujitsu and it's awesome to see him grow and, and, and love the sport and have fun with his friends and my wife and my city, like my work, my clients, there's just so much greatness. You know, you, you, if it's, if it were a meal, I definitely say it's, it's more like being at a buffet and you're just staring at the buffet, drooling at all the great things that, that are in front of me. Right. What's the one thing you can't live without? Sleep. Ah, oh, yes, of course. What restaurants do you eat at most? Restaurants I eat at most, um, we usually eat at, there's this restaurant not, not too far from us. I'd say we've been there the most. It's called Paramount. It's a Mediterranean uh, restaurant. So we get like chicken falafels uh, or chicken or falafels and we get salads and things like that. But this week we had some, uh, a rice bowl from Freshy, and I really, really enjoyed that. I, I was craving it yesterday, actually. I wanted to go back there. Uh, but on the weekend, we tried this, this place, this fish and chips place, which is supposed to be one of the best fish and chips restaurant in Toronto. And it, it was actually a crazy story. I don't know if you want to hear it, but it was absolutely insane. Sure, go ahead. So uh, this friend of ours, uh, she she picks up her her kids at school from the same place where my my kids goes to school, and she recommended this place called Sea Witch, and my father in law and my mother in law they were over, and I know he loves fish and chips. So I was like, hey, let's do something nice for your dad. I know he loves this. Let's, let's order some fish and chips. So I pull up the Uber Apps uh, app, put in my order. I see the driver pull up, and uh, then I see a missed call. So I call him back. I said, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm at such and such place. I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong address. That's my old address. So I had my old address in my Uber, Uber Eats account. 
luckily this was only like two blocks away from where I am now. And so I asked him, could you, would you mind just swinging by? I'll give you an extra tip. Uh, just drop it off here. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll, 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 I'll drop it off for you. So I go downstairs. I wait for the guy. He doesn't show up. I wait for about four or five minutes. And that's, and then I say, well, maybe he's not coming because the Uber app changed from in delivery to delivered. So I, uh, I call a message Uber. I, I filed the complaint, called the restaurant. They said, nope, sorry, can't help you. And then I get a call back on my phone from a buzzer. And somebody ha had called me and said, hey, I'm in the lobby. Somebody dropped off your food with me. And so I go to the lobby. I don't see the guy. I go down to the bottom lobby. I don't see him. I run around. And then I call the, the buzzer again. And the guy was calling me from my old building. So I ran in my sandals. And this was... It's probably zero degrees. I ran in my sandals over like two blocks to grab my food from this guy who was already pissed off because he was waiting so long for me to get there and pick up my food. And finally, I brought it home nice and cold. But uh, the fish and chips are pretty good. Okay. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. What is the most crazy and most outrageous thing you want to achieve? Wow. You know, I probably don't have too many crazy and outrageous things that I want to achieve, which is probably a bad thing. Um, crazy and outrageous things. Probably live to 100. I'd, I'd like to live to 100 and see my uh, my grandchildren or great-grandchildren. I don't know if that's crazy and outrageous enough, though. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's a pretty good goal to go for. It's uh, pretty nice, actually. Thank you. So, you're welcome. What was the stupidest joke you've ever heard? Oh, man. The stupidest joke I've ever heard? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, my son said something just recently. And he says, knock, knock. And I say, who's there? And he says, why did the chicken cross the road? So he's mixing up his jokes. And I say, I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? And he says... So he could so he could see his butt on the other side. I thought that was pretty <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it, it oh doesn't God. make sense. If if whenever you have kids or if you're around kids, you'll you'll get to to learn or experience the these silly jokes that make no sense, but they're still pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. I certainly agree with that. Where was where was the most amazing sunset you've seen? Where was the most amazing sunset? Oh, sunset. Oh, I'd have to say uh, in Brasilia, uh, that's the city where I was born. That's the capital city of Brazil. I've seen some amazing sunsets. There's something about the sky there, the altitude um, that really makes some amazing sunsets. It's it's really something, something, something special. Oh, OK. That's nice. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to start the morning? Best way to start the morning is to start with gratitude, to just be happy, uh, realize all the great things that you have in your life and put your body in a state of, of gratitude. I think that's the, the absolute best, best way to, to start your day. Okay, great. What is something people are always surprised to know about you? Hmm, what is surprised to know about me? Um... That I could speak multiple languages. I, I don't think people expect me to be able to speak some German or some French or Italian or whatever it is. 
And usually when I spit out the few words that I know, they're like, what? You speak that language? I didn't know you could say I didn't know you, you could do that. So I, I think that's something that people are usually surprised. Oh, OK, that's, uh, that's understandable. So if, the, if you could travel back in time, which decade would you want to live in? Oh, wow. Man, I'd probably, wow. I'd probably go back to the 80s. The 80s seemed pretty awesome when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd probably go back to the 80s. I'm really into synth music or music that's created with synthesizers. And I'd probably just listen to that all day, all long. I, I, I remember growing up, I used to have, the, my parents used to have this tape of uh, Phil Collins. And I used to play that tape over and over and over. And it was filled with synth riffs throughout. So, yeah, I, I'd go back to the 80s, man, with oh, the hairdos, the, the, the fashion. And 80s was, was dope. Oh, yes. Those were, those were the days. Such a vibe. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could live anywhere in the world. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably live just right here. I think Toronto has been great. Uh, I just don't like the winters. So I'd give you two answers. I'd say in the spring and summer, I live in Toronto. And then in the winters, I'd live by the beach somewhere, maybe in the north of Brazil. Ah, yes. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Did you have any role models growing up? Yeah, so my, my number one role model for sure was, was my mom growing up. She was just an amazing person. She still is. She is an amazing person. Uh, oh, so hardworking, so thoughtful, so loving, so present. And she, she's my number one role model, uh, I think, at, in the home and really affected me for making my decisions at school and, and, and friendships and everything. And then later... I think I had this huge like guru fandom crush on Ronaldo, the soccer player from Brazil. And man, I remember as soon as I found out about him and watched his watch them play and score goals and see what he could do, I was like hooked. You know, I, I was I just it changed my my drive to want to play better soccer. I, this was in high school at the time, and so. I remember I wanted to train more. I wanted to, to, to score more goals. I wanted to really elevate my game. And it was thanks to, thanks to him. Great. Where would you see yourself 20 years from now? 20 years from now, I'll be 62, 61. And my son will be probably in, in university. He might have a baby. And me and my wife will be gray, but we'll be really fit. We'll be we'll be enjoying our time in in uh, warm places, traveling the world, and uh, probably coach, still doing a lot of coaching, uh, investing and mentoring to, to other people, uh, but having a good time. That's that's where I see myself. Nice. What's your strangest hidden talent? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Ah, hidden talent. You know, one talent that I have is whistling. I really love whistling, and I guess it's hidden up until the time that you live with me for a little bit, and you'll hear me whistling around the house. Um, maybe, maybe whistling is is my hidden talent. Cool, cool. Who was the last person you talked to? 
just today it was my wife uh just before coming into into the podcast i just told her hey i'm going into the podcast cool 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 what what was the weirdest nickname you were given the weirdest nickname i was given was bad cat uh, that's the translation of it bad cat and this nickname comes from me at, when i was probably 10 years old living in brazil and there was something like I would, there was something, some phrase that I borrowed from somebody else about a cat and that ended up sticking. And because I, when I was, I was younger, I was much larger than the other kids. And so even if I wasn't trying to hurt them, I would hurt them anyways, because I was just so much larger than them. And so you put two and two together with the cat and be hurting people. So that's the, the bad cat nickname kind of stuck for a really long time. Okay. How much time do you spend on the internet? Oh man, too much. Uh, too much. I have no idea exactly how much time I spend on the internet, but on a daily basis, you know, I wake up, do what I have to do in the morning. I'm usually, I'm a, I'm a very early riser. So even 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., I'm up 6 a.m. And from there, I don't usually touch the internet until I come back after dropping Johnny. So I'd say from nine up until... 3 p.m. Cool. I'm on it straight. Then at night, I'm on it a little bit too. Okay, nice. Who would you switch lives with and why? Oh, man. Who would I switch lives with? You know, if I could, I'd probably want to switch lives with somebody like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or somebody like that. Or just because I'm curious to see what it's like on that side. Or I'd switch lives with the late great um david bowie because i i really love him and so i'd love to switch lives again just to experience it to see f uh, so from the elon musk jeff bezos side see what all the hype is about and see what it what it really takes and what it's really like to be to be like them and to achieve what they've achieved and then i'd switch to david bowie because i'd want to see what it's like in his brain in his heart to, to create music and to act and, and to do all the things he did. So those would be, I think, two, two, some people I'd love to switch lives with. Right. What is the best pair of shoes you own? The best pair of shoes is a pair of boots that I got from uh, Eddie Bauer. They are winter boots. They're really comfortable. They're light. They've lasted a super long time. The heel is kind of going now, but I've had them for six years, and I, I walk a lot, a lot, a lot in them. So I'd say that that's the best, the best pair. They're, they're comfortable, and they, they somehow they take away my ankle pain. So I have a lot of pain in my right ankle, but whenever I wear them, I don't feel pain. So there's an extra, extra bonus there. Nice. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to travel? Mm, the best way to travel is... It's really to change yourself before stepping on a plane or getting in a car or choosing a destination. I think the most important thing you have to do is to realize that you can't escape yourself by escaping to somewhere else. It's really you have to change yourself. So uh, I, I think that's the best way to travel, because if you can come to terms with yourself, who you are and what you're struggling with and, you know, the real reason why you're trying to, to travel, I think at that point, your travel then becomes really amazing. You can really soak in what you're, where you're going to and, and all the different things that new place has to offer.
Oh, that's actually really motivational, actually. I like that. Cool. What's your favorite season? It has to be summer. Summer, easily. Hands down, summertime is just the best, man. The energy, the especially here in Toronto, oh my God, it's, 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 it's like a different country. The sun, the vibe, the, the smiles, the, the sounds, the smells, the food, the opportunities, the, the safety. It's, it's great, man. I love summer. Yeah, same. Just a vibe. Mm -hmm. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I'd say I'm more of a dog person. Yeah, I've, I've never had a cat, and none of my friends ever had cats. Uh, just my one of my friends, my best friend, he had a cat. But at that time, we were already adults, and I didn't visit him that much. So I've never been around too many cats. So I, I'd have to say I'm a dog person. Okay, cool. Is it better to use shampoo as soap or soap as shampoo? I don't know, man. I'd probably say the second one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I, I certainly would use soap as shampoo because it's very versatile and it's not just your hair, but also your entire body as well. So it's right. a win-win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the best way to stay motivated and complete your goals? The best way to stay motivated is, I think it's it's really on your perspective. If you're, and it, again, it's contextual too. It depends on where you are. If you're just waking up, and you're it's hard to get motivated then the, the best thing you can do is just take small steps and, and give yourself that that nudge to say okay what is the one small thing that i could do to get moving because once you get moving you'll get into momentum and that'll help you with your motivation if you're at the end of the day though then i think the conversation it changes i think the conversation is you know hey have you have you poured it on today have you really done a good job then you know it's, it's maybe it's time to rest. And I think that also helps with motivation on the following day because you're, you're being realistic and I'd say caring for yourself and not trying to do everything all in one day. I mean, taking small steps, it's, it really is a marathon of many sprints uh, to, to achieve your goals. Okay, excellent. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? paranormal experience hmm not that i can remember man i i have to say no no i've never had a paranormal experience have you well actually yes i remember one time back in uh 2011 2012 uh, i went i went down to london with my dad uh, but i was taking a picture of this young lad i'm not sure how to be put how to put it when he was taking that picture i was in that ice cream stand that's basically shaped like a double-decker bus. Mm -hmm. And when I came down and look at the picture that my dad took, it showed a picture of half of his body, like, vanishing, and the other half is still there. It's just like, he uses vanquishing abilities, whatever. It's, it's like magic. Huh. And it's, it, it still stuns me to this day, because how did he do it? Or I, I thought for a second it was visual effects or photo effects, but I realized that my dad is not a photo editor so it had to be real interesting oh cool. yeah yeah that's wild well i guess that's all we have for this episode it was great having here Matteo, uh talking about your coaching and your life going between countries and everything else it's been quite amazing awesome peter thank you i'm, I'm glad it was uh you found it interesting it was also great to chat with you 
and I wish all the best to your to your listeners. If they ever have a course or they want to scale their sales, you can check out nerddigital.com, and we have lots of guides and tips and resources there to get you started. That's great. And until next time, stay tuned for more.